Hi, my name is Sienna, and you're listening to my interview on Pop Nerd Lounge. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge, the show where we share the stories of creatives to inspire fellow creatives. I'm your host, Steph Pham. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back to listen to another conversation with a creative like today's guest, Sienna. Sienna is a Nashville-based country artist, originally from Las Vegas, and we talk about everything. We talk about her love of horses and horseback riding, how she got into country music, her single sass, and the importance of connecting with your audience through authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Sienna. Welcome to Popner Lounge. Sitting with me is Sienna. Sienna, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I was snooping around a little bit on your TikTok, which we mentioned before a little bit. Okay. And I saw that you're into horseback riding and into horses. So I want to know, how did you get involved in horseback riding? And do you have a favorite horse? Oh, my goodness. I love riding my horses. So... Before I was even born or thought of, my mother, she grew up with a lot of farm animals, mostly horses. And then as she grew up, she would buy young horses, train them throughout the years. And then when she met my dad, she still had her horses. And then we started to breed a few of our mares and like help literally we had to help birth a few of them actually, which is a beautiful thing to do to help life come into this world. And then we'd raise them, train them, sell them, or keep a few to breed those. So I've just been around horses literally my whole life, mainly show horses like English showmanship, Western pleasure. But I started doing more rodeo stuff as I got older and, um, I have my one one of my horses, Gracie. She's out here in Nashville with me. I had to bring her along from Las Vegas because I couldn't leave her behind. <laughs> and I would say my favorite horse before Gracie was her mother, which was my first horse, Dazzle. And we bred Dazzle about eight times. We sold those babies. Gracie's the only one we kept. Dazzle unfortunately passed away a few years ago. And Gracie has been my other show horse that I love so much. And so News Dazzle and Gracie are my favorite. <laughs> I'm wondering what came first? Did your love of music come first or did your love of horses and horseback riding come first? Well, probably horses because that's what I grew up doing. And I'd be in the truck with my mom when I was younger, always listening to country radio, Martina McBride, Shania Twain, Trisha Yearwood. Toby Keith, Keith Urban, even I love Stevie Nicks. And I'd always sing along to the radio. I always knew I loved music, but um, I I literally was raised on a horse. And so that's kind of kind of came first just in the way life happens. But I started taking vocal lessons about eight years old and just went on from there. Now, Sienna, you shared the stage with some of your big influences, such as Rascal Flatts, Rodney Atkins, and Big and Rich. How did it feel to be able to say that you performed with these icons? So what that event was, I'll do a backstory. I was at the Route 91 Harvest Festival shooting in Las Vegas. 
And what happened was that was very tragic. <laughs> a week later, they had a benefit concert in an enclosed arena for like 10, 12,000 people to help raise money and raise awareness and just to pay respect for the fallen, the ones who have, are injured, the people who have lost family members and friends. So I had the opportunity to sing the anthem at that benefit concert. And it was really scary. I don't know how I did it. I just prayed to God that he can get me through it. And he did. I didn't do it for myself. I did it for, like I said, everyone who was fallen, everyone who lost a loved one in just the city to show healing. So I sang the anthem of, at the beginning of that show. And I later on, uh, Rascal Flats came on, Rascal Big and Rich, excuse me, Cam, Garth Brooks even live streamed in. It was a really, really great event to be a part of. So that's what I did that for. And I've also sang the anthem for the ACM's Party for a Cause Festival in Las Vegas, I think a few months after that. And it was great to open the show for a bunch of great artists like John Party, Michael Ray, and Kit Moore. So I've got the opportunity to hang out with those guys. They're really fun. <laughs> now, in a landscape where country tends to be a little bit splashed with pop music these days, why is it important to you to maintain those 2000s country roots? Well, one, that's what I grew up listening to, and that's my that's my version of country music, and that's what I really think it is. You know, you sometimes there are times when you have to add like a little pop here and there, but I think it's really important to stay true to yourself and true to what you want to sound like and what you want to say. You know, I have some, some I have some country songs that have a little more pop, a little, a little more rock, but I think that it, like I said, it's important to know your sound, know what your audience wants to hear from you and give them a strong deliverance every time. And like I said, that's the early nineties, two thousands is what I grew up listening to. And that's what I want to, you know, shadow my music after. Building off of that. I want to know you were rooted, like you mentioned in those nineties and two thousands country artists. Are there artists today that you also like to incorporate the styles of or the sounds of? Absolutely. Um, another icon I did not mention was Stevie Nicks. She, well, her and Fleetwood Mac in, in, in all, their writing, the way their music is, and the way they emote, in the metaphoric way of how they write is genius. And I like to write metaphorically as well. But today, Miranda Lambert, she and her writers are genius when they work together. Oh, goodness, I've listened to her since I was a little kid, and I've always loved her, along with Carrie Underwood. She's a great performer, and so is Miranda, but I think just the songwriting and how she sang and and how she matches the music to her storytelling, gosh, I, I can listen to her songs all day, really. And then also Riley Green is an inspiration of mine because he, I think, keeps that true country sound as well, just talking about good old truck or you know his grandpa or just going having fun and hunting and being outdoors which i also love um i think it's important for any artist if you write about something you know you should really be doing it for instance i love being outdoors hunting fishing my horse and i write about it because i actually do it it's part of my life and i also another person i look up to is john mayer his writing is also metaphoric and he's very dreamy and just takes you to this other place. He's a great performer as well. So yeah, all those guys. 
And what's so great about that, I like that you said that, you know, if you write about it, you should do it because it comes from a place of authenticity. You know, people will be out there and they might be participants of those activities and they're like, hey, you know, this is like, you know, I like to do these things and then they're talking about it. And so it just becomes this point of connection between like the artist and the listener. And so I, I appreciate it. It brings a level of authenticity into the, the songwriting. I totally agree. And, you know, there's sometimes where you might have to fabricate things a little bit here or there, but I truly believe in giving my listeners, my fans, my audience, the real me. And if they have a question, I'll tell them the, the, the truth. If they want to know something, I'll tell them. And whatever I'm singing, whatever I'm singing about or whatever I'm talking about, just be straight up. And people want to see the real you. They want to feel like they know you. Let's talk about your song, Sass, which is this fantastic Girls Night Out <laughs> Yes, it is. It is. I, I absolutely love it. And I want to know, how did you manage to have like this really energetic and woman power anthem, but also have that you know messaging in there where it's about living in the moment, about embracing the now, letting the past be in the past and just embracing the now? How do you do walk that balance of like having that message in there, but also keeping it fun? You know... It just kind of came out, really. I had gone to the studio with my very good friend, producer, and co-writer, Don Miggs. And he has really inspired me in the little time that we've worked together. Um, I had gone to the studio that day, and he had sent me a voice memo of what he thought we would be working on that day. And so we went in there, and we were talking about something funny. I can't remember the exact conversation. But he says, there's the saying... Tell me how you like that ASS. But what if it's tell me how you like that sass to make it really sassy and fun? And I said, honestly, that would catch a lot of attention for, you know, young parents for their kids instead of putting like a curse word in there so they can listen, like be sassy and be fun. This song is about empowerment, being confident, having fun, and just putting you in the now, not worrying about a boy or work or what's going on, you know, just enjoy your time. Enjoy being with your girlfriends because they'll be there for you more than guys will, in my opinion. (laughs) You know, I just wanted to write a really fun song because I hadn't heard one in a while, like a really good girl's night out song. And when Dawn said, tell me how you like that sass, I was like, we're writing it. And the song literally, we wrote it in about 30, 40 minutes. And then I put a rough demo on it for vocals. He put a rough guitar demo on it and we cut it again and he put the full band. I did my re I redid my vocal and it just came together and it was easy. Really. It was super fun to make and I'm excited for everyone to hear it. Now you mentioned working with your friend and collaborator, Don Miggs. Like what Mm -hmm. was it like having that partnership with him and how did your friendship and partnership came to be? Well, I had a meeting with my manager, Mel, and she said, I think I want to pair you with our friend, Don Miggs. He's in a band, whole damn mess. He's done stuff for Mick Fleetwood, Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, gosh. Literally, so many people I can't remember. Um, and I said, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, give it, I'll give it a shot. And it's funny because I'm going to out him right now. <laughs> When my management sent Dawn a picture of me and said, this is Sienna, we want you to work with her. She's really great. 
he actually declined. He said, no, nah, I don't know. She looks just kind of like another blonde. Is she, is she cool? Like, what is she working on? And they said, no, Don, we think you're really like her. Just give her a shot. And he said, well, all right, all right. And he did. So, and now he says he's happy he took the chance on me. And we have become really great friends and co-writers. And we joke about stuff all day long. Not all day long, but sometimes. And um, he's been a really big inspiration in my life to create what I want to create, say what I want to say. And he's just really been a good friend to me, in all honesty, more than just a co-writer or producer. So big props to Don Meigs. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I talk a lot on the show about having a yes person. It sounds like he is one of those people in your corner that is like your yes person. <laughs> and it's so good to have like that kind of energy when you collaborate with somebody because, you know, I feel like when you find somebody that just gels with you when you work with them, it makes mm-hmm. the product so much better. It makes like having the process and the journey. It's so fun. Yeah. Makes yeah, it fun. It's, it's what it's meant to be about. It's just mm-hmm. having fun collaborating with somebody because like, yeah. you'll remember, like you'll have the product to, you know, go on and on for years to come, but you also have those memories of creating those projects. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could spend hours. Well, we have spent hours in his studio. Another person I'd like to mention as well, who helped produce a few more songs on my EP and another co-writer of mine, Dave Pittinger. He co-wrote and produced ABCDEFU by Gail, the number one worldwide song. Yes. So Dave and I, we're really good friends as well. And he's super funny. We send like each other funny little memes or something, but they're both really good people and very influential in my music life. I love a good shout out moment. Uh, why not? You gotta gotta help people. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Hey nerds, thank you for sticking around with us. We hope you're enjoying the episodes so far. We're always looking to improve the show, so any and all feedback you can give us is greatly appreciated. We're also constantly on the lookout for creatives to feature. So if you think you'd be perfect or know someone we should speak to, let us know. We can be reached over on our contact page at propnerdlounge.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode. Speaking about your songwriting, you make storytelling a focal point in your songwriting. Why is it important to keep that critical element of country music alive? I have heard in some songs in today's country music, that it's more about the music and the samples and the synths and the story of what you're trying to sing or tell is lost by all that other nonsense. You know, for me, I love, I still have a lap, a lap steel guitar. I love a, just some, a fiddle, a banjo that brings that true authentic, sound in and about the storytelling of the songwriting people want to be moved when they hear a song you know there are the fun party songs yeah whatever but for me i like to tell a story and is it in first person is it in third person where is it based out of are you singing it about something are you singing it about a place it's important for me to take my listeners on a journey and into a different world. And I'm still evolving as a songwriter. I hear songs by Miranda Lambert. I'm like, 
why couldn't I think of that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I think it's important for me to listen to those influential people I was telling you about to base my writing on how they do it and, you know, get ideas from them, but still keep it how I want to say it, you know, and still be true to myself and, you know, just put out what I want to say and how I want to say it and be me. And that's the way it should be. You know, <laughs> your best authentic self. And I love that. Yeah. And that's should be at the creative's forefront is just like, you know, how do we, you know, bring what the audience wants in, but also remain true to who we are. Yes. And like I said, I'm still learning. Like there's so much for me to learn and know and grow from. And that's just, like you said, it's a part of the journey. <laughs> what would you consider to be a memorable milestone to date? Hmm. Besides singing a week after the Randy one shooting, I would definitely moving to Nashville. That was a really big step for my personal life and my career. And I have no regrets about doing it. Yes, I miss my friends. Yes, I miss my family, my dogs. I was lucky enough to bring, to bring my horse out here, like I was saying. But moving to Nashville from Las Vegas, Nevada was a process mentally, but at the same time, it happened so quick that I didn't have time to really think about it. You know, I, I finally got here and I think the first night I like shed a tear. I was like, oh my gosh, I just did that. Like, Wow. I did it. It's scary. It's very scary to move all the way across the country by yourself. I moved out here by myself. My parents helped pack and my mom went there with me to unpack and whatnot, but I only had friends here, you know, no family, no nothing. So <laughs> I was really proud of myself to take that milestone and excel in my career, my personal life. I just wanted to comment. That is such a touching story because I've talked to several artists who've done what you did. They, basically packed up their life and uprooted it to either Nashville or LA or New York, somewhere scary like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's such a huge achievement. It's been such mm -hmm. a milestone because it takes guts. That in itself takes guts. And it really is a moment that you have to take in and be like, I did that. And so I just want to say <laughs> congratulations on that accomplishment, man. That is so Well, cool. thank you. I had, I had like a, like a handful of friends, but then you make more friends as you're here, obviously. But yeah, it was, I'm very glad I did it. It was a lot, but I did it. <laughs> if you could tell your younger self anything, what would it be? I feel like I've done pretty good in life. And my parents have helped me a lot and guided me and even my family. But if I just could say one thing, I would say, just hold on. Because I don't even know where I'm where I'm going to end up in a year, two years, three years. I just know it's going to be great. If I told myself I'm moving to Nashville back then, I'd say, I don't even know if I would believe myself, really. <laughs> I think I would tell myself, you're going to be very proud of your future older self and to never change for anyone and be who you want to be unapologetically. And treat people the way you want to be treated. Not that I haven't, but I think that's a very important golden rule I live by for anyone, really. We all make mistakes. We all, you know, learn from them sometimes more than others. But I felt I have lived the best life I can so far. And yes, I could have done things better in the past or worked harder on this or done that. 
but stay true to myself, hang on and saying this to my younger self and everyone treat people the way you want to be treated. Such a good note, honestly, because I know a lot in this industry, no matter how good you are at your craft, you Mm -hmm. know, if you're not the nicest or kindest person, Mm -hmm. word will spread and people Mm -hmm. will be like, do I really want to work with this person? Treat people with kindness is such a good note for for everybody to remember. Mm -hmm. I'd like to add one last thing to that comment is what I think about when I hear that, now that you're saying it back to me, it's like, for instance, I'll take Don for an example. What do I want Don to say about me to other people? Right? So I think it's very important in, in my songwriting, in my singing, in who I am as a person, in the way I drive a car, in the way I sit my, you know, and anything. And yeah, I, I think about if you had one important or a few people, important people in your life, how would you want them to talk about you? That's how you should like live. Oof, I hope somebody will that that was good. That was good. <laughs> I'm getting into it. The nitty gritty. <laughs> well, Sienna, this has just been absolutely fabulous. And I only have one remaining question for you. You've been an absolute rock star in this. It's just been so delightful speaking with you. I love your energy. I love your spirit. Thank you. I love you. I love being here. Oh, thank you. Yes. My final question for you is, why are you a creative? Because I didn't want to do anything else. <laughs> Literally. So a little backstory. I would say my mom's side of the family, they were very creative. My mother's father was a gun engraver for Siegfried and Roy, Elvis, Lance Burton back in Las Vegas, everywhere. He was also a world-class magician. My mother was his assistant. They did like straight jacket escapes underwater in Japan five times. They had a show in the Las Vegas Strip. He would take a bullwhip and crack it out of my mom's mouth. Like she, I mean, a cigarette, excuse me. My mom would hold a cigarette in her mouth and my grandfather would take the bullwhip and crack it like and take it out. He did crazy stuff with her. So they were a magician. He was the main and she was his assistant and she would twirl her guns and everything. And I would see the videos. My mom would be handcuffed to a roller coaster and had to get undo herself before the roller coaster ran her over. I mean, it was nutty. And my grandfather was also a wonderful painter and artist. My uncle, he is a great, great guitar player. I mean, can shred like, can keep up with the best of them. My aunt, she was a great artist as well. My other uncle, this is all my mom's side. She had like, there's five of them total. He would, he's great at like a contractor, build houses. I think the creativeness comes from my mom's side. In the business more so is my dad. All of his, him and his brothers, they create have created great businesses for themselves. So I think I get the creative from my mom's side and the more business from my dad's and I'm blessed to have equal parts of both. Sometimes I get, you know, too, too businessy and I just like, no, I'll let my management take care of that. I need to go in the studio, create, create, create or opposite and whatnot. But why I am a creative is because I don't want to do anything else. You know, I'm creative of how I ride my horse of how I write a song, of how I, I make a cocktail, <laughs> anything. So it's, it's the way of expressing myself and who I want to be and what I want to share with my listeners. That's what being a creative is to me. Mm, I cannot <laughs> end our conversation. It sounds like creativity runs in your veins and in your blood. 
And I'm so privileged and honored to have spoken with you. Thank you so much for taking time to speak with me. Thank you. I had so much fun. You're awesome. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm going to turn the floor over to you and you can tell our listener where to find you on social media, where they can check your music out and anything else that you would like to plug. All right. Let's see. Instagram, Sienna, S-I-E-N-A, music, at Sienna Music. TikTok, Sienna Paglia, P-A-G-L-I-A. YouTube, Sienna Paglia. And my website, I think, is siennapaglia.com. I've been really only going by Sienna. My last name, that that was like a a year-ago decision. Some other accounts have already been made, and I can't change it, so... Mainly just C and I go by that. And what else do I need to share? Um, treat people the way you want to be treated and stay sassy. And that is Sienna, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sienna, thank you so much. Thank you, Stephanie. Special thanks to Sienna for being today's guest. If you want to learn more about Sienna, visit the links in the show notes. Popner Lounge is executively produced by Vico and Steph Pham. Vico serves as the creative director and Steph Pham is the host and editor. To find out more information about Popner Lounge, visit our website, popnerlounge.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you join us next time for another conversation with a fellow creative. I'm your host, Steph Pham.